New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, and joining me for the next hour to talk about our beloved Los Angeles 2, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. They did the thing again. Arvidsson 7K, they still did it. Um, it's kind of a meh slate until the late games. The late games went absolutely nuts, so... If you didn't have any exposure to the late games, it was a good night to get some sleep. So I got to sleep a little early last night, and then, you know, I'm refreshed for Friday. I like five-game slates, so I'm ready. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a weird slate last night. Um, Carolina was just running all <laughs> over Dallas the entire game, uh, but none of the top six guys really got there. Nino Niederreiter. Uh, scored a pair of goals. Scott Wedgwood had a huge game uh, with 44 saves in net. Florida went into Montreal. They beat Montreal as expected. You know, their scoring kind of spread out. Um, you know, Giroux had a couple assists. Nice night for him. But Sam Reinhardt, one goal, no assists. Alexander Barkov, one goal, no assists. Like, it was one of those nights uh, for Florida. So, yeah, we were really waiting until the late games. And then, you know, Edmonton, Vegas, and Los Angeles kind of did the thing for us. Um, I think the first game I want to talk about is that Tampa Bay Boston game. Uh, Boston was without Patrice Bergeron in that contest and they absolutely throttled Tampa. Like I know Boston had to come back and win. David Pasternak scored a couple goals in the third period to finish off the hat trick to win three, two, but Boston had the run of that game from basically start to finish. Tampa hasn't looked very good for about a month now. Like, is there any concern on your end? It's kind of like, I forget who made the analogy. It was probably one of the Phil Jackson NBA teams. They just turn on the switch in the playoffs. You know what I mean? feels like they're just like, meh, we're in the playoffs, whatever. We'll turn it up when we get there. I don't know, but like even in the games that they win, they look disinterested too. They have like four goals on 22 shots. And they, I think it's just their style of play that makes them just like, look like they don't care or whatever it is. They're just so efficient sometimes. 
Yeah, I mean, we have, I, I do remember, I think it was the Blackhawks, like 2013, 14, 15, when they had, you know, really great teams. They were, uh, they, it seems like they kind of slowed down in the final third of the season, just kind of resting up for the playoffs. Um, but before we get too much further, I got to get to that super chat. Uh, Nicholas Barrett sends, sending in a $200 super chat. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for that. That is very generous. We very much appreciate it. Says took down the top shelf on DK last night. Congrats to you. Nice takedown. That's 20K. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate everything you guys do. Made me a much better DFS player the last couple of years. Placed a bunch of times in the past, but this was the biggest hit by far for NHL. And you got the Crow song going. So let's go. <laughs> so even Mike uh, picked the right song uh, for the right day here today. Congrats to you, uh, Nicholas, on that takedown. And thank you very much for the super chat. What do you think about that, Josh? Yeah, man. Um, I, it sounds like you've been doing single lineups, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand the single life grind and high stakes. You can get a lot of, uh, you know, min caches and it's nice because min cash in the 333 is like five, $600, which is a lot of money, but to get up in the top three and winning that contest, it is a lot of money. So yeah, you'll yeah. love to see it. Like, it, it, I'm glad that you find our analysis helping you. I, that's what I like. That's why we're here. I like helping people, even if I haven't been able to help myself this season. <laughs> but I, I, I take solace knowing that we've helped a lot of other people with our analysis. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, you and I have had up and down in an up and down season. That's just kind of the way it goes. Um, I'm not too disappointed with mine, but yeah, certainly nothing close uh, to that uh, top shelf takedown. Uh, from Nicholas Barrett. So thanks again for that $200 super chat. Congrats uh, again last night or on that lineup last night. Um, Let's talk about our beloved Los Angeles two for a second. Uh, Like you said, Victor Arvidsson came back, um, but he didn't really do much an assist and a few shots, uh, but it was Phil Deneau that really did the job. A couple goals uh, with seven assists. Trevor Moore got a shorthanded goal, uh, I believe. Um, you know, that's worth extra, obviously, on DraftKings. Sean Dursey, if you had him, uh, you know, the power play one defenseman, he had three assists for the uh, uh, assist bonus or the point bonus, I guess, over on DraftKings. Um, they were pretty chalky, but I, I think like it was one of those situations where it was right to kind of choke on the chalk, just, you know, the back to back for for Chicago and, uh, you know, Delia and Net and all that. I think even without their big complimented defense, like they're still missing a lot of defensemen out of the lineup. This Los Angeles team still looks pretty good on most nights. Yeah. And like, maybe I'm going to get roasted for this, but like, I don't know, like Dowdy is a loss, but it's not as a gigantic loss as some people are making out to be. Like if you took Yossi off the Preds, they would have nothing like the Kings do miss him. Don't get me wrong, but they, it's giving them a chance to give their good young defensemen a chance to play like Dursey is coming into his own. They have Jordan Spence who's played been up for like eight games. Now he's playing over 20 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like Edler's back and he's the veteran, you know, settles everything down, even though he can't, you know, really move anymore at his point of his career. But I, I think it's good because they have a good young team. They have a lot of young players. They're giving them a confidence boost to step up with Dowdy out. And it's going to only help them going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, Dursey and Spence, especially, like you said, have been have really stepped up. Um, last game I want to touch on, Vegas uh, laid the absolute beat down on Nashville. I think 
Uh, if I, had, I, I didn't have a lot of sorrows last night, but I did have a fair amount. That certainly didn't go well. We were kind of waiting for this breakout from Vegas, right? Like their top line had actually been playing well. Um, they just weren't scoring. And it's one of those things like, you know, the percentages will turn eventually. Um, it's just a matter of when it happened. It certainly looked like that started last night. But funny enough, it's after they move uh, Marceau and Carlson off Eichel's line. He played with Evgeny Dodonov last night. Uh, Dodonov uh, was supposed to be an Anaheim duck. That trade got reversed. And then his first game back in a Vegas uniform, he has a goal and two assists. Uh, he had a great night. Chandler Stevenson had the same. Uh, Jack Eichel, uh, goal and assist with five shots. You and I have talked about how Jack Eichel's wrist might not be uh, quite up to par, but I don't know, man. If he keeps taking four or five shots a game, it's kind of tough to fade him. Yeah, and he's pretty priced like in the mid sixes, which is fine. But man, how bad is the Predators' penalty kill? <laughs> like we rag on it all the time, but like they are awful. They haven't been the same since Ryan Ellis left. It's just so bad. Yeah. And yeah, that and, and the discipline, like they have been taking a little bit fewer penalties over the last month, but the discipline has been a big problem. Like even if the penalty kill gets better, if you're taking, you know, four penalties a night, it, it you know, it doesn't really matter all that much. So I want to see Vegas get into the playoffs. Um, I, you know, I want to see a, another team besides Colorado and Calgary, like really have a shot. So yeah, if Vegas gets healthy at the right yeah. time and they sneak in they are going to be a problem yeah that's the thing is i was looking at the vegas schedule uh, and it's a pretty soft schedule coming up and obviously max patch was a game time decision so you got to expect he'll be back very soon but they just beat nashville coming up they have chicago two games against seattle two games against arizona or vancouver a game against arizona and then another game against vancouver like they could easily go like six and one and over the next seven games or something like that. And then, you know, obviously they're right in the thick of the playoffs. So hopefully we get some good things uh, from Vegas in the future. Hopefully uh, we get some good analysis out of the two of us here today for this five game slate. Uh, before we get too much further, uh, if the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up, click that like button below the video. It helps us get to the top of the algorithm. Click the subscribe button. Uh, if this is your first time you here and you haven't subscribed yet, um, subscriptions help grow this channel keep these shows coming um you know mlb's right around the corner so we've got a lot of dfs content uh nearly every day uh so make sure you subscribe uh to help us out and then help yourself out a little bit maybe uh and click the notification bell uh, to get alerts whenever we do go live up on the site uh we have some free premium tools and data for non-subscribers to go check out so even if you're not a member here uh, there's some stuff up on, up on the site to help you out, whether you're playing NBA or NHL tonight or MMA this weekend. We have our NBA ownership rankings. We have our NHL player rankings and our MMA fighter rankings all up on the site free for non-subscribers. Uh, so go check it out right now at Osmo.com. And also, uh, Bots, Jeff Botler, the fourth man here on the NHL side of Osmo, posted his Power Plays article up on the site. Uh, free to read for anybody uh, that wants to get a little bit more, uh, maybe some other NHL analysis from uh, other than myself and Josh, check out Vods' article up on Osmo.com as well. Uh, and finally, we have a podcast giveaway going on right now through our podcast channel. So just click through the Osmo podcast channel in the link below this video. Leave a five-star review with your Twitter name or user uh, or Osmo username. Uh, and if you do all that, uh, you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. 
All right, Josh, we got five games on this slate. Looks like five pretty interesting games uh, for a variety of reasons. I know there's a couple monster favorites, but uh, there might be reasons to talk about uh, the big underdogs in those games as well. But let's start with our first one here. We have the Washington Capitals going into Buffalo. Washington has a three and a half implied gold total. Buffalo has a 2.6 implied gold total. Uh, Washington traded for Marcus Johansson at the trade deadline. He's going to be on the top line uh, with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. And then on the second line, they've moved up Connor Sheary to play with Anthony Mantha and Nicholas Backstrom. Um, that's what obviously with TJ Oshie still injured. Uh, he's out of the lineup with Oshie out, Tom Wilson down on the third line, but on the top power play unit. On the Buffalo side, looks like pretty much status quo uh, from their last game, except Dustin Tokarski expected to get the net for them and not Craig Anderson. So uh, it's not like Buffalo has a nothing total here, like 2.6, uh, even if they're underdogs, not bad. And they do have a pretty good top line. So uh, I think there's stuff to talk about on both sides, Josh. What do you think? Yeah, and real quick, I'm looking through the chat and I see our producer, Mike, like, being super chatting, I was like, why is he in such a good mood? The Flyers absolutely curb stomped the Blues last night with that lineup. <laughs> so he's in a good mood today. But yeah, here we are with the Caps again. It's like my kryptonite. I hate stacking the Caps. Uh, they have a massive road total and not much ownership on this five-game slate, which concerns me because, I mean, you have Colorado, you have Calgary, you have the the flowchart boys you have pittsburgh with some spicy lines by the way which we'll get to um so yeah i think maybe you know the capitals get overlooked a bit here they kind of like dustin Tokarski, but that's just because like when you know Habs fans were crying that Kreider ran carry price dustin Tokarski came in and uh really uh held his own there he's a nice little goalie i i do like dustin Tokarski. I think he's a better goalie than Craig Anderson at this point in his career. But for me, like what I'm going to do with the Caps is it's not going to be a shock. And it's going to be how I deal with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm probably just going to power play stack. And it's because I don't want to play Marcus Johansson. It's probably going to be like Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom. And that two-center build is going to get you on a different path if you are going to use the Capitals today, which is nice because there are some massive favorites here. And, you know, Backstrom's price is nice, 3900 on drafting. So he'll let you get in a secondary stack that, you know, you don't have to play the Sean Corrales and the Eric Robinsons of the world, <clears throat> Jake. But, yeah, so, like, I'm in on Caps power play. If you want to go Caps 1, that's fine. You want to go Caps 2. You know, Caps 2 could be an interesting filler. You know, Mantha getting back into the swing of things. He's shooting the puck, which is nice. Um, Backstrom on the top power play. I don't know how I feel about Shiri there. It's kind of one of those things like he just is everywhere in the lineup and I, I just don't like playing lines that he's on. So I'll probably stick to a power play stack. On the Buffalo side, uh, I'm in on Buffalo one again. They're pretty cheap. 15-7 on DraftKings for a fully correlated line is something I'm always interested. 2.6 total for a top-heavy team means, you know, they're expecting the top six to score here. So I'm going to be on Buffalo one in MME. I don't know if I'm going to get to them in one. I honestly haven't even messed around with building lineups yet. I, obviously I know who's playing who, but like I haven't started construction yet, but Buffalo one's definitely going to be my mix. They should be in your MME mix. Like capitals are a good defensive team, but five games late, you can't really cross anything off. 
and a fully correlated line that's fairly cheap is at 6% is something I'm going to have in my mix. Yeah. Here's where I'm going to start on the Buffalo side because Washington's top line, like they're typically not a great possession line. Um, Doesn't matter the sample you look at. They're really up and down. They've been really bad defensively of late. I was, I was just looking through the Washington numbers just for uh, the month of March at five on five. And expected goals against for getting Kuznetsov, 3.8. For Alex Ovechkin, it's 3.7. Like, they're just they're just not playing well defensively. If you want to look at uh, the, the numbers on the top line this month, 29 scoring chances for 34 against per 60 minutes. That's only a 46% uh, scoring chance share. And 34 scoring chances against is just really porous defensively. That's the matchup the Buffalo one is going to go into tonight. And I looked at Buffalo one's numbers this month, 41 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes, controlling 58% of the scoring chance share. They've been really, really good. I mean, Tage Thompson had a pretty big night, I think in their last game out, they haven't had big nights together. I looked at Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck has, I think one goal on his last 46 shots or something like that. Like he's shooting 2% over his last 15 games. That's obviously going to turn around eventually. Um, you know, Ilya Samsonov is starting in net tonight for Washington, not Vanacek. And Vanacek had been playing uh, reasonably well of late until that last game. I think it was against St. Louis where they got blown up. So, um, you know, maybe Samsonov, maybe all he needed was a little bit of rest or something like that. But he hadn't been playing well for most of the season. So you got a pretty high octane Buffalo one line. Uh, going into that Washington top line that has not been good defensively at all this month. Um, I really do like Buffalo one here. Um, they're a stack that we've used quite a bit on the season. They've been good to us at times. They have not been so good to us at others, but that's also kind of the nature of stacking uh, from a team like Buffalo. And like you said, Oh, the good leverage in our top stacks tool uh, by top stack percentage, they're, you know, the seventh highest stack to likely end up optimal. So it's not like they're, you know, a nothing here. And when you consider the massive favorites we have on this slate, like I think even being the seventh best line by optimal percentage is pretty good. So I do like Buffalo one here. I don't like Washington one for that exact same reason is I think Buffalo's top line is going to be able to get the run of the play here. But like, you know, Ovechkin's Ovechkin. All it takes is just one loose puck or like one weird bounce and he just wires it. And then, you know, he's on the board and away they go. That's just kind of the way they are. It's not that I'm saying, you know, fatal Ovechkin or Ovechkin's a bad play or, or anything like that tonight. It's just, I think the defensive issues that have showed up, you know, over the last 10 or 12 games or whatever, play to Buffalo's play to Buffalo's top line strengths. So I do like Buffalo one here. I don't like Washington one. Washington two is fairly interesting for me because like, Connor Sheary's not a bad defensive player. I don't think we could consider him a very good offensive player. But, you know, Nicholas Backstrom is a great playmaker. Anthony Mantha is a really good, you know, guy in transition, shooter, that type of player in the offensive zone. It's not just like Sheary doesn't need to be outstanding offensively to have, you know, reasonable DFS value tonight. When you look at the price of the line, it's pretty cheap. And then if you look at Buffalo's depth, like – it's not very good. Like they're really struggling with the top line off the ice. So, you know, if you don't want a full stack, I think you can leave Shiri off, but I think that Washington two line is perfectly fine here. 
as a filler tonight. And, you know, if you want to leave Shiri off and then throw in Ovechkin, make it, you know, a pseudo power play stack or something like that, I think you could do that as well. So um, it's Buffalo one, Washington two for me in this game. Um, the Washington power play has just not been very good, like basically all year. Uh, and the Buffalo penalty kill has gotten better of late and they don't take a lot of penalties. Like that's just, it, those are the things that kind of worry me. So if you want a one-off Ovechkin, absolutely no issue with that. It's just, I'm not sure I would just full stack the top line is what I'm saying here. So Buffalo one, Washington two on the blue line, like Martin Fairberry is a guy that I always talk about. Um, you know, he plays 21 minutes a night. It's a three and a half total. Uh, he's reasonably cheap. So, you know, if you don't want to pay up for a super expensive Carlson, I think he's fine. On the Buffalo side, you know, Yoka Haru plays a bunch of minutes, but Matias Samuelson, you know, he's been playing 20, 21 minutes of late. He's a guy that likes to block shots. So, you know, if you want a, a min punt over on DraftKings, I think Samuelson's fine. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, the, the other, what was it? What day is it? Friday? I think Wednesday. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to play Jacob Bryson. He's been playing 20, 20 minutes. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. 1.3 points. Matias Samuelson had two assists, a block bonus, and two shots on goal. Yeah, Matias Samuelson is the guy for me. I'm fine with Fair Very as well. Um, that's probably about it. Like, if you need the savings, you can on the caps and you want to play another cap for whatever reason. I think Nick Jensen's fine as well. Yeah, don't mind him either. Um, let's get to your boys though. Uh, Pittsburgh, 3.1 implied goal total. They're going into New York to face the Rangers. The Rangers have a 2.8 implied goal total. Uh, Tristan Yari has been confirmed uh, as the goalie uh, for Pittsburgh tonight. Igor Shesterkin not confirmed for the Rangers. Now, I imagine we're expecting Shesterkin to start tonight. This is a divisional game against an opponent that they honestly might even see in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but we have seen the Rangers not have a confirmed goalie and go with Georgiev uh, a couple times over the last couple of weeks because Shesterkin hasn't been himself uh, basically for a couple of weeks now for his last few starts. So, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be Shesterkin. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Georgiev got the start uh, for some reason, but um, yeah, I'm thinking it's Shesterkin against Jari. Pittsburgh had a big lineup change uh, to note Ricard Raquel, Moved to the second line. He was playing down on the third line in his first game with the Penguins. Uh, Dan Heinen moved down to the third line in his place. So Pittsburgh's second line is now Raquel, Malkin, Brian Rust. Um, that gives them two pretty good scoring lines, it looks like. What do you think of this game, Josh? Yeah, I agree. It's gonna. It's probably going to be Shesterkin. You know, the, they don't, the Rangers don't play again until Sunday, and they don't have another game after that until Tuesday when York VF got announced. They had, like – a day off and then they had a back-to-back -back or something like that. But I don't know. 
you're right though Igor has not been himself but like is a 9.45 save percentage sustainable over the season like that have been one of the best goalie seasons of all time yeah. um so you know it's good to I'm glad he's getting the rough patches out now he'll lock it up for the playoffs he'll be a tough out now the Rangers practice Kreider's Zibanejan with Toronto but then at the end of the practice, Kreider, Zibanejan, and Lafreniere were together. So I, I don't know what the top line is going to be. Uh, Lafreniere is cheaper than Vitrano. Uh, I don't think it matters from a lineup building standpoint, but it does make a difference from a DFS standpoint, if that makes sense. Like Lafreniere up there makes that line better. I'm not saying Frank's a, a bad player, but like Lafreniere is a good five on five player. Vitrano is a shooter and not very good defensively. So, like, if it is Vitrano up there, I'm probably going to have more interest in pit one despite it being Igor. Because, you know, you saw the numbers with Vitrano with Panarin and Strom. They're awful. I can't imagine they'll be much better with Mika Zibanejan and Kreider. So, if Vitrano's up there, I do have interest in pit one despite it being probably Igor because they're coming in at 2 3%. Evan Rodriguez on that line makes it fairly cheap. Jake Gensel's down into the 6Ks now. He was up close to 8K at times. So that, that top line's fairly cheap. They're coming in at, at really good ownership. So I don't know. If I – it is a 7 o'clock start. So if I see, you know, Vetrano skating with the top line in warm-ups, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider some pit one here. You want to go to pit two? I think that's also fine. I feel like Andrew Kopp moving up to that second line is going to help them defensively. Like, it's not like rocket science, you know, putting Kopp there instead of Vetrano and they'll improve defensively. It's not rockets, but like they're, they're going to be better. Uh, so I think I'd rather just go to the top line for less ownership in this spot if it is Vetrano on the top line. Um, if it is Lafreniere on the top line, you know, I, I still have a little bit of interest, but like, I don't know. Either, either way, I'm going to be aware of what's going on in warm-ups, and I'll decide if it's Yorgiev. Obviously, I'm going to have interest in Pittsburgh, but as it stands, like I think I'm going to have the top two lines of Pittsburgh in the MME mix. On the Rangers' side, I'm not – and it also – like, it also – if Lafreniere is up on the top line, I'm going to have interest in Rangers 1 because you've talked about it. The, the Pittsburgh top line has been – Hasn't been great recently, even with Rodriguez there. So, like, we love to rag on Lafreniere because, oh, he, you know, he was number one pick, this and that. But, like, he's their, the Rangers' best five-on-five player this season. So, and the numbers with Kreider and Zibanejan are good. Vetrano, as much as I like him, he's just – I don't think their five-on-five numbers will be able to ha- hang with the Crosby line. So – if Lafreniere is up in the top line, I'm in on Rangers 1. If it's for Toronto, I'm not. And I'm kind of interested in that second line. I'm interested to see how Panarin, Strom, and Kopp do. In MME for 2-3%, I think I'll take a couple chances and find out. Yeah, I want to start with that pit one line. Because um, you brought up a good point that they hadn't been playing that well of late. Uh, the issue here is that that Pittsburgh top line actually does have a decent like full season sample. Um, because earlier in the year, Brian Rust uh, missed a bunch of games and Evan Rodriguez jumped to the top line with Crosby and Gensel. So while that top line hasn't been that good of late, 
Um, if you look at the full season sample, uh, or at least, you know, their last 110 minutes together, the Pittsburgh top line is controlling about 55, 56% of the scoring chances and generating 42 scoring chances per 60 minutes. You know, we just talked about Buffalo one generating 41 scoring chances, how good that was, you know, Pittsburgh's top line has been a little bit better than that. And to your point about Vitrano, the two things he does well is carry the puck through the neutral zone and shoot, but he's not a great playmaker. He doesn't pass, et cetera, et cetera. He just seems like the same player, just, you know, worse, <laughs> Uh, like then Zibanejad and Kreider, you know what I mean? Like Zibanejad and Kreider aren't particularly great playmakers. Like Artemi Panarin is a like excellent playmaker. You know what I mean? Um, I see Vitrano, like they're kind of like three similar players, just like in different tiers. I don't know how well that's going to go because it, like, if you can't possess the puck, like you talked about, if you can't control, if you can't keep the puck away from Crosby and Gensel and Rodriguez, you could have a long night, you know, Shesterkin does can throw a wrench into those things, but I don't. And another thing I brought it up this morning, uh, writing over at Dauber hockey, where I write about season long fantasy hockey is that they've been trying a lot of different right wing combinations in their top six all season long. How long does Frank Vitrano even last on that top line? Like he could be back. We, I like, I think we could see Alexis Lafreniere back on the top line by the second period. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not even sure how long that Rangers line stays together. So I don't want to play Rangers one going into that Pittsburgh line. So I'm out on Rangers one. I, I agree with you. I do like Pittsburgh one here tonight. Um, good ownership, good pricing, good top two stack percentage. Uh, full season sample at least has been very good. So yeah, uh, absolutely no issues getting some Pittsburgh one here. It's the second lines. I think where things get uh, really, really interesting. Because Rust and Malkin typically have played very, very well together. Um, this season, if you look just uh, in their 60-minute sample together, 59% of the shots, 67% of the scoring chances go to that second line when they're on the ice, generating 40 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Um, I can't imagine adding Ricard Raquel to that line is going to hurt uh, in that regard. Like, he's not a great uh, possession players per he's, se. He's a better version of Frank Vitrano. <laughs> exactly. That's that's exactly right. So, like, I think that Pittsburgh two line is very, very, uh, very much in play. I think the way I might approach it is some sort of Pittsburgh power play stack because I, I'm speaking from from uh, a one lineup to three lineup perspective here because I think I'm going to play one lineup tonight. Is because I do like both of the top lines. Neither are really getting a lot of ownership. They're not expensive, and the Rangers' penalty kill is very, very bad. It's Igor Shesterkin has been saving them on the penalty kill. I think his save percentage on the PK over the last six weeks is like 902. That's like that's that's insane for a penalty. Well, not insane, but it's really good for a penalty kill. Um, if he's not, you know, at the top of his game, I think that Pittsburgh power play can really do some damage here tonight. So, I think it's finding a way for a Pittsburgh power play stack that I like best uh, from that side. But the first or second lines are just fine. I, I think even the third line, if you want to dip all the way down and get like a two man of Carter and Kapanen or something like that, like Carter's still playing 15, 16 minutes a night. Um, they're going to go into that third line from the Rangers that I don't think is going to be very good. Like Lafreniere, Lafreniere and Goodrow have been oil and water uh, this season. They just haven't played well uh, when they've been on the line together. 40% of the scoring chances when they're on the ice in 160 minutes together, like off the top of my head, that's about 14, 15 games worth of ice time. 
Like that's not a small sample. They've been awful. So I, I think even like a if you want a one-off like a Kapanen, Heinen, or a Carter, I think that's fine. Or a two-man, I think that's fine. So pit one through three, but I do like a pit power play the most. Rangers two, I think you're right. Cop will help defensively, but I think his playmaking, like he's an underrated playmaker, I think. And I think that will help that Rangers second line a, a lot because it'll take the playmaking pressure off our Panarin a little bit. And maybe he starts shooting a little bit more. So I think if anything from the Rangers, it's Rangers two. You know, maybe that Pittsburgh second line doesn't gel immediately, adding Ricard Raquel there or something like that. Uh, that can absolutely happen. So it'll be Rangers two for me, Pittsburgh power play on the blue line. Like Jacob Truba has been losing some power, some uh, some minutes, but his price is all, also down to 5,100 on DraftKings. I think that's reasonable enough for what he's skating. Uh, does like a Keandre Miller or Justin Braun for some blocks interest you? And nobody from the Pittsburgh side, unless I'm correlating with Chris. Tell me, let me see. Like, I like Keandre Miller. He's just not, he's a good player. He's just not great for DFS. You know what I mean? Braun has played like 17, 18 minutes with the Rangers in, the, in his first two games. That's fine for min price, getting some block shots. I wouldn't, you know, if you need block shots here, I think Braun's fine. Keandre Miller, I just wish his offensive game would translate better to DFS. just hasn't. Um, Ryan Lindgren down to 2,600 is interesting for shot blocks, too. You know he's going to get his 20 minutes because he plays with Fox. On the Pittsburgh side, outside of correlating with Latang, nothing super exciting. Like, Matheson's back down to the 3Ks, but I much prefer him when he's in the low threes, not high threes. Yeah, I 3700 is a, a little bit of a steep price to pay for Eastern Conference Cody CC. I agree. Uh, opening day is right around the corner, and now is the time to lock in your Osmo Plus MLB annual pass. Save 25% when you use the promo code TROUT, all capital letters, last name TROUT, at checkout to get player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, our top pitchers tool, and more for the entire MLB season right through the playoffs. This offer will drop to 15% off on April 1st. So make sure to use this code before April 1st to get the most of the savings. Just click the link in the video description below to activate this offer. All right, let's get to the spiciness of the night. You said spicy the other day and it reminded me, I don't know, Sandra Bullock, I think said that in the movie, A Time to Kill, like in that exact same way. I think, I think that's where I got it from. Yeah. Okay. Which you see, which was something like that. I had to hold in my laughter because I was like, "Did he just quote Sandra Bullock?" And I was like, "All right." I, I do. I do some weird things sometimes. Hey, hey, it's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie. She's a great actor as well. Um, but yeah, a little bit of spiciness here. We have Columbus with a 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.7 implied goal total. Uh, this is flowchart season. If there was ever a flowchart season, for those that are new here, the flowchart means. Uh, is Winnipeg playing? Yes. Is it a tough matchup? Yes. Play them. Is Winnipeg playing? No. Or yes, sorry. Uh, is it a tough matchup? No. Don't play them. That's kind of the way uh, Josh's flow chart goes with the Winnipeg Jets. It definitely worked out last night. Uh, they lost 5-2 to Ottawa. That means it's a back-to-back for Winnipeg. I'm wondering if they go to Eric Comrie in net or not here. because I, Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I might, I missed that. Oh, because uh, they have been going to Hellebuck uh, at times on back-to-backs. I, you know, Hellebuck probably does need a rest. It would be like nine starts in a row for him or something like that. Okay, so Eric Comrie going uh, for Winnipeg. Uh, the spiciness here is it's Patrick Lyonnais' return. 
to Winnipeg, um, him and Jack Rosvick, actually. It's a six and a half total uh, between these two teams. Lots to like on both sides, I think. What do you like, Josh? Six and a half trending towards seven, too. <laughs> like, okay. Um, who was it this one? I think it was Corsi, one of our sharp cash players, saying that Adam Lowry is going to be back tonight. So he thinks that Stasny might move up to the top line and Ehlers moves to the second line. Obviously, it's a back-to-back. They're not going to skate, but that's actually a safe assumption. That's another reason to join. Discord's so sharp. It was that a pretty was good a, point. It was a pretty good point that he raised. Yeah. So, yeah, like Stasny, Stasny moving back up to the top line makes them the legit flowchart boys tonight. Um, I don't know. Like, we, we've talked about line A ad nauseum. Oh man, and he gave such a political answer this morning to the to the media about being back in Winnipeg. Woo! Wow, he he. You, if you read between those lines, there was a couple giant middle fingers there. So like, yeah, he's he's getting up for this game. Rosovic was part of that trade. Um, those they're cheap, man. That top line is cheap, and if Stasny's up there instead of Ehlers, that top line for Winnipeg is poopers five on five. Not that the Ross line is anything special five on five, but according to what I learned as a child, two negatives make a positive or something like that. So like, I don't know. I, I really like the, the, or the Columbus top line tonight. I just, I don't like to live on narrative street, but this one, this is a, Oh man, this is, this is a good one. So I don't know. Like they're so cheap that you can fit anyone you want with them pretty much. Um, Couple lineup slights have Roslovic on power play one. That is not the case. In case you're looking for power play correlation, Jakub Voracek is on the top power play. Roslovic's on the second unit, but it doesn't matter. This is a good five on five matchup. So, so I'm in on Columbus one here. If it is Stasny on the top line, that's going to move Ehlers to the second line. And that's where I'm going to hang out with the Jets. Um, if you if you couldn't tell, I'm not a Shifley and Wheeler fan. I am a Luke, Pierre Luc Pierre Luke Dubois and Kyle Connor fan. You throw Ehlers into that mix, they have pretty good numbers. They have better numbers than Ehlers, Shifley, Wheeler together. Um, you know, it, from a power play standpoint, it doesn't really matter. Connor and Dubois are on the top power play. Shifley and Wheeler are on the top power play. Ehlers on the second power play. So, but I just prefer that second line to the top line. Not that there's a tough matchup on Columbus, but the more you go down their lineup, the easier it gets, despite line A being there. Like I, I'm to the I'm to the point where like I've looked at line A's numbers ad nauseum and like, yeah, they're so bad, but like you watch the games and like they they do give up chances, but when he has the puck, they're just an electric line. You just gotta throw those numbers out the window. It's one of those things like he's breaking analytics a little bit with his with his play, with his skill set. So I don't know. I think that's where I end. Columbus one, Winnipeg two. Okay, fine. That's good enough. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the top line, if Ehlers uh, were to still be there, um, had, you know, small sample, but a good start. Uh, t- what we thought would happen is like he made them better, uh, a better defensive line, better possession line. So um, it does make a difference who's there because I like obviously Ehlers is a big upgrade over Paul Stasny. 
Uh, with Paul Stasny there, they're a break-even line by expected goal shares. So, like, you know, nothing very special. And, like, that Columbus top line, like, I know it's, like, typically very bad. But, like, you know, in a small sample, they've been above water by scoring chance shares. So, I assume that's going to go down because that's typically what happens with every Patrick Lyon-A line. But it, for now, uh, has been a good start. So, um, yeah, Winnipeg on the back-to-back. Even with Ehlers there, like, good, but not elite. You know what I mean? Like, a 54% line well, is. I mean, that's what happens when you have a very expensive Blake boat anchor on the line. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so, I do like Columbus 1 here. Uh, going into that Winnipeg top line, uh, you know, and it's not like Winnipeg has a very good uh, penalty kill either. Uh, they're in the bottom 10 by expected goals against over the last month. Uh, and you'll get at least two out of three on the top power play unit, Nyquist and Line A, um, if you stack that line. So perfectly fine uh, going to that Columbus top line here tonight. They are absolutely in my mix. If you look at our top stacks tool, they're coming in pretty highly owned, um, around 13%. That's because of the price. So, like, they're really cheap today. Uh, Rosovic and Nyquist don't carry uh, heavy, uh, heavy price tags. So, if you want to, you know, change it up a little bit and maybe like add like an Oliver Bjorkstrand or something like that, or, you know, Jakub Voracek is probably going to be the fourth forward uh, on the power play. If you want to add him in and make it a power play stack, I think that's just fine here. Uh, but I do like uh, Columbus one. Columbus two has actually been pretty good uh, in a full season sample because Sillinger, Voracek and Bjorkstrand played a bit together earlier in the season. And then they got broken up, never really got put together. Like Sillinger was playing a lot on the fourth line and things like that. But, you know, they're back together. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, in their 80 minutes, 85 minutes together, uh, 30 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes. Like that's pretty good. Controlling 60% of the scoring chance share, which is really good. Um, and I, like, I'm going to disagree about that Winnipeg second line. Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's having a rough month, man. I was looking at, I was looking at some of their expected goals numbers uh, this month. He's sitting at 3.03 against Kyle Connor at 3.06 against per 60 minutes this month actual goals against north of three and a half per 60. They've been pretty bad defensively. Now they're still generating offensively. So like, as far as using them as an offensive line, I think they're fine, but I don't know that they're a great possession line. And that Columbus second line does have good numbers. So like, I'm fine with either of the top two Columbus lines. They're both really fillers tonight. It's Columbus one for me because uh, you'll get heavy, heavy exposure to the, the top power play unit, particularly through Patrick line. And that's what I want tonight. So Columbus one, on the Winnipeg side, it'd be Winnipeg one for me. 
um re- like regardless of the way they go like like i said I, I think the second line is fine but they're starting to struggle a little bit defensively uh so it'd be winnipeg one uh columbus one maybe some columbus two if you want to dip down a little bit on the blue line adam bockfist is going to be back should be back not confirmed but should be back for columbus here tonight he's a good puck moving defenseman um i just wonder how many minutes he's going to get uh He's kind of expensive on DraftKings, at least. So I think you're fine to just stay away from him here tonight. But, you know, if you want to go to like a 3K Andrew Peak uh, for some blocks, I think that's fine. On Winnipeg, um, once again, I think it's Josh Morrissey or nothing. What do you think? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm glad that Columbus is playable now. Because if Torts was still the coach, like Sean Corrali would be the top line center right now. And Jack Roslovic and Cole Sillinger would be in like Yugoslavia selling car insurance. So I'm just, I'm happy we have the opportunity to play Columbus, but I agree with you. Like, Bockwist is kind of a wait and see type deal on the third pair. Uh, my boy, Jake Bean, 2,600 is fine. Peak and Gavrikov, also fine. Wierenski, if you want to correlate, if you, you know, I don't think you can fit in Columbus one and Wierenski with Colorado one. That'd be a tight squeeze or Calgary or something like that, but can work it out. Morrissey just, for whatever reason, plays too much. So at his price, he's fine. It's like the only nice thing I can say about it. <laughs> well, I mean, he does play a lot of minutes, so that <laughs> is something nice. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, Philly, 2.1 implied goal total. Going into Colorado, 4.0 implied goal total. As you mentioned earlier, Philly played last night, uh, pretty handily beat uh, St. Louis 5-2, to two. but it is a back-to-back for them and they're going to travel to Colorado you know, it is an elevation change we talk about, or, you know, at least it's talked about in a lot of other sports that applies to hockey as well. Um, they kept their lines uh, together all night. So it looks like they should be going back uh, to the same lines that they ran last night, which means Joel Farabee at center. Um, that's just some wild stuff. On the Colorado side, we still don't have confirmation on whether or not Arturi Lekanen can play. Um, Jared Bednar, their coach, said that uh, they're still working out some immigration issues. They're hoping... Uh, he'll be cleared to play tonight, but it's not confirmed. I don't know if we're going to get confirmation before lock at 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you play Arturi Lekanen tonight, you've got to have uh, a swap ready to get uh, away from him if you're playing uh, on that second line. Now, if you leave yourself enough money, it's probably going to be JT Confer there if it's not Lekanen and there's only a $500 price difference on DK. And I think they're the same on FanDuel. So um, uh, just a little bit of work and you can make it work, but Huge total here for Colorado. Uh, huge ownership numbers as well. What do you think? Yeah, if you're one-offing Lekkonen, you leave yourself $100 and you, or a couple hundred bucks on DraftKings and he doesn't play, you could just like swap to Cali Yarncroft or something like that if you wanted to, but I don't know. Sounds like if the immigration can, stuff got cleared up, it would be cleared up, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know if to expect him or not. I don't know. It's not my department. I'll just... I'll, I'll give you guys analysis, assuming that he's in. Also hilarious that Joel Farabee is still a wing <laughs> on DraftKings. Three wing line again. And 
the winning lineup in the 15 last night had all three Flyers wingers in it, which was incredible. Anyway, here we are, Colorado, four total. Um, despite the top line here getting 30% ownership, there's still the top leverage spot, positive leverage spot in our top stacks tools. Top or second? No, they're the top. Yeah, they have a large number percentage, a 45% chance to be a top two stack. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's just, it means 45% that they're going to be one of the top two stacks. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, they're the top and the top stacks are going to, they're definitely going to be the top stack. 45% chance. That being said, this is an unbelievable spot. It is also possible a power play stack. Uh, our uh, esteemed good-looking colleague, Jake Harry, showed us a lineup with a Colorado power play stack, just showing that it's possible. Man, I really do flare my, flare my arms all the time. So, yeah, I'm I'm in on Colorado 1, Colorado power play. It, you do have to get super punty if you full, if you full power play stack. That being said... I think I'm just, you know, if I go the Colorado route, it'll probably just be Colorado 1 plus McCarr um, or Colorado 1 plus Kadri. I don't want to get all five and completely, you know, hamper the rest of my lineup. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, assuming Lekkonen's in, that second line is interesting to me, just because they're probably going to get the Lindblom, Hayes, Konechny line, assuming Lindblom's in. Now, Hayes and... <laughs> I think it's Hayes and Konechny. They have awful numbers together. Like 38% of the shot share, something like that. Yeah, Hayes has been scoring. 43%, a bit. sorry. 43%. Sorry, shortchanging them a little bit. But <laughs> 43% is not good. They're back-to-back on the road. Kadri's having probably the best season of his career. So, I don't know. I, I do like Colorado, too, here. We always talk about it. If you want to get a bit different in these high-total ownership games, just start moving down the lineup. Now, if Lekkonen's out and Confer moves up, that's – that. Ugh, I don't know. I'm just not a JT Confer guy. I still think you go like Kadri, Burakovsky, Taze, something like that. Uh, Three-man, I think they can handle Philly two here. So Colorado one, Colorado power play, Colorado two. On the flyer side, this is not a great matchup. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade here. Um, if anything – if you're like looking to power play stack the Flames or power play stack the Penguins, I think a Frost Tippet two man for power play one here. Min price for the two of them. Power play one. The Avs have had issues on the penalty kill recently, so I don't know. You that's pretty spicy, but it is min price, and they are on the power play, so have at it. <laughs> yeah, I. I- I'm not going to be in on the Flyers here tonight. I don't think like at a certain, you have to, you probably have to fade one of the underdogs. Like if you're building a lineup or, you know, just not play them. And I think between the Flyers and Arizona, it would probably be Philly like back to back um, going into Colorado. Like if it was Colorado, then going into St. Louis, I think that would be one thing, but going into Colorado, like with that elevation change, they're going to be tired, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I just think I'm out on the Flyers. If you want a one-off, like a, a fair beat, or connect me or something like that. Um, I think that's fine, but I'm not stacking anything from the Flyers. Colorado side is Colorado one for me. Like if, if people want to take that uh, Arturi Lekkinen chance, um, go right ahead. Um, 
I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I just think this is a great, great matchup for Colorado's top line. They've been great since being put together in 65 minutes, 44 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes, just absolutely throttling the competition. They're also playing a lot of minutes. They're not losing their minutes like the Calgary top line is. They're still playing 19, 20, 21 minutes a night. Um, so, yeah, they might be 30%, uh, but I think I can get different enough with the rest of my lineup. I love Colorado one here tonight. So that's it for me for the forwards. On the blue line, <laughs> Taves and Bacar are just like playing 27 minutes a night. So it's one of them from the Colorado side. Over on Philly's side, I think Yam Cork uh, has been playing – sorry, Cam York has been playing just, some more minutes. Like, some more minutes of late. So he's he's power play two, playing like, you know, 19, 20, 21 minutes. I think he's fine for min price on DK. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about the, the Leafs, how they kicked, like, they didn't kick them off. They're like McCann and all those people. You know who could really use Valerie Nishushkin right now? It's those Dallas Stars, man. They ran him out of town and they are eating crow because of it. No, but I do agree with you. It's either Taze McCarr or Cameo from this game or if you want to punt josh manson it's fine yeah uh gotta love yam cork real good defense from that guy <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> here at osmo we have an osmo hall of fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success uh like we had uh a little bit earlier in the show uh you know we had uh nicholas barrett saying he took down uh the top shelf i do believe uh i missed one uh, somebody said they took down the 50 cent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, Shane yeah. Flanagan took home the 50 cent. Uh, I think that's the Minimax over in DK last night. So congrats to him as well. If you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. And if you place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants, you send those screenshots into the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. That's Osmo H-O-F. And if you do all that, you can win a free month of Osmo plus platinum uh, G dub three, six, six taking down first place. Uh, looks like in a single entry NBA uh, congrats to him over on FanDuel. Uh, once again, we got to celebrate Kelly Canuck uh, as we do uh, every day here at Osmo. We love Nolan Kelly uh, took down first place in college basketball uh, over the weekend. Congrats to him. Uh, you see uh, Nick Lepre uh, taking down uh, third place in UFC over the weekend. Uh, Bonesy, uh, had a uh, massive NBA night, took down a bunch of single entries and three max and uh, three maxes and things like that. So turned $55 into over 12K. Great night by him. And Brendan from Buffalo hit his four leg parlay. Lots of betting going on. Uh, lots of betting picks available through the Discord. We have a premium betting uh, channel and all that. So whether it's DFS, whether it's betting, we have you covered here at Osmo.com. Coming up after us, Locks Before Lock, our NBA prop betting show, uh, is coming up at 4.15 Eastern with Greg and Savoka, and they are going to be followed by the NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock. All right, Josh, let's get to this last game. Arizona, 2.2 implied goal total. They're going into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.8 implied goal total. Arizona has changed up their lines a little bit from what they have been running for a long time. Um, Alex Galchenyuk has moved to the top line in the last game. That means Travis Boyd down on the second line with Phil Kessel. The Flames also have, you know, they're running back the same lineup they had the last time, but it's different from what they had for the last month. Uh, Tyler Toffoli on the top line. Matthew Kachuk, Dylan Dubé, Michael Backlund on the second line. Blake Coleman, Callie Yarncroft, Andrew Mangiapane on the third line. I noticed a lot of spread out ownership on this Calgary side. What do you think of this game, Josh? 
Yeah, here's a good rule for DFS. If you think you're being sneaky, probably not. I was like, yeah, man. I think that Dubay Backland Kachuk line is going to be pretty sneaky tonight. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> They're coming in with the most ownership on the Calgary side. Um, they've been playing well together. I think Dubay is going to do really well with those guys. Um, here's the here's the issue I have with Calgary one here. They are cheaper than Colorado one by a fair bit. Yeah, I think it's like 2,400. Yeah, 2,400. They are coming in with way less ownership. But the problem here is you know Colorado 1 is going to play their 20, 21, 22 minutes. You don't know if Calgary 1 is going to get past 15 tonight. And it's, it's a legitimate concern. The problem is this is probably the best power play matchup on the slate. And in those 15 minutes, if they get three power plays, they could all have three-point bonuses. You know what I mean? So, like, what do you do here? I think I think Calgary 1 is perfectly fine here with Toffoli there. Because if, if, you know, Kachuk was there and he was, like, 7K or whatever, and this line was 21,000 on DraftKings, I'd say, you know, that's a fade. But at this price, under 20K, coming in barely over double digits in this total, in this power play spot, I think you can gamble on it here. Because Arizona depends on what metric you look at, but they probably have the worst power or penalty kill in the league. So at that ownership, I, I think Calgary one's fine. It's not like it's a small disparity between, you know, Colorado one we have projected 30% and Calgary one projected right now at 11%. If, if, if it was closer, like 25 and 20, I'd say there's no point and just go to Colorado here, but, from an ownership perspective, I think getting to Calgary one is fine here. Start moving down the lineup. That second line I do like as a filler. The problem is they're coming in very popular. Uh, back on Kachuk coming in around 14%, which I guess is fine. Dubay, 9%. I think, you know, as a filler, they're fine. Same with the third line. They're coming in a similar ownership as the second line. Coleman, Yarncroft, Manjipani, probably the better of the two filler lines here. Um, you know, they're cheaper. They're just better. Like, I don't know. Manjipani has 30 goals this season. That's that's just nuts. And they're going to get depth unless they send them out against – like, I know they kind of, like, top top line sees some top line. The third line sees some top line. But, uh, you know, they will get some depth matchups as well. Like, I'm fine with all three lines depending on how you build. I just think – if you're putting in Colorado one and Macar with Calgary three, I think you just need to be like, mm, this is probably going to be dupe. But like, if you're fine with that, it's fine. So like, I, I think, I think the bet or one of the sneakiest best plays you can do is fade Colorado one and play Calgary one and just hope they end up in the same realm in terms of points. Now I, I wouldn't suggest doing that in one lineup. Or maybe you can, but, you know, I think the more lineups you make, you can get to some Calgary one here. On the on the Arizona side, this is a brutal matchup. If anything, it'll be a little bit of that top line, but that's about it. Yeah, I, like you look for reasons to play or to not play players on a given slate when there's a lot of ownership in a certain spot like there is on Calgary. 
the Coleman Yarncroft Mangiapane line. Here's my problem: is like Blake Coleman doesn't get a lot of time with the empty net, and I know like if you're just focusing on the empty net, like you're gonna miss a lot. But like you said, it's a great power play matchup for them. He's not on the power play on either of them, you know, uh, and he doesn't play with the empty net. And if you're looking for reasons like to play different lines that are in similarly great spots, you have to look for what can differentiate players. And I think that's one of them. So if Coleman's not going to be out there at the empty net, not sure if Yarncroc will be, he might. Mount usually is, uh, but his other two line mates might not be. So I think like, you know, if this is a 4-2 game with four minutes left, they might not get much ice time, right? And that's kind of when you want them on the ice. So that would be one reason, like, I would kind of stay away from Calgary 3 here tonight because I'm trying to pick between Calgary 2 and Calgary 3. I have them uh, graded out as pretty much the same line. So you have to look for what would differentiate them. And I think it's the fact that all three of uh, Dubé, Backlund, and Kachuk will probably get ice time if there's an empty net situation. And Kachuk plays on the top pass power play unit. So I think if I'm going to go for a cheap Calgary line, it's Dubé, Backlund, Kachuk line. And I think Dubé is going to do well on that line. Like this is a four checking cycle type line. And that's exactly the type of player that he is offensively, at least. So it would be Calgary two If you're playing one of the cheap Calgary lines, I, I'm not going to uh, perfectly fine using Calgary one here tonight. Like I think the ownership that you discussed in the power play spot can, combined with the small slate means that they're perfectly uh, fine here tonight. But I think, it's a situation where I might choke a little bit of the chalk uh, and go to Calgary too uh, on this slate. On the Arizona side, it would just be top line or bust, if anything. Um, I'm just not sure how good that Arizona one line is going to be with Galchenyuk there. Like they have good numbers in a small sample, uh, 55% of the scoring chances, but it's only 50 minutes. And this is one of the toughest matchups in hockey. So Arizona won. If you're going to MME, I, I wouldn't be playing them in single entries tonight. I don't think so. Calgary won. If you want to get there, uh, Calgary two for the cheap lines on the blue line, uh, Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin are getting all the minutes. I think Dyson Mayo on the Arizona side makes a lot of sense for shot blocks on DraftKings. What do you think? Yeah, I like Mayo. Um, yeah, the Calgary, I just, there's just the pricing and what they do. No ones are really enticing. I guess Rasmus for correlation. Hannafin at 4,500 is a bit pricey, but he plays a ton of minutes. And he has had a couple combo meals recently, so I guess he's fine. Yeah, he, he it is getting expensive to play him. It's one of those situations where if I had the money, I would play him. I wouldn't force him into yeah. that lineup. All right, we are out of here. That is does it for us today. We will be back tomorrow, I believe, at 1 o'clock Eastern uh, with our NHL show. But uh, before we get out of here, you guys could throw us a like and subscribe uh, really helps us out. Uh, Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks. My hat trick pick for tonight, uh, choking the chalk on Valerie Nichushkin. Uh My goalies are Igor Shesterkin, Elvis Merzlikens. If you want to get really spicy, Carl King, Carl Demelka, who you got? Those are my goalies as well. Perfect. Dustin Tokarski, not too bad as a punt either. I think I'd rather go to King Carroll. Um, the floodgates are going to open. Alex Tuck. Love it. There we go. Uh, we're getting some Buffalo belief uh, on the show today. Alex Tuck, Valerie Nichushka, and your hat trick picks for tonight. We are out of here. We'll be back in 22 hours. Until then, for producer Mike, for our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When picking a commerce platform, you have two choices. Oh, you piece of Or Yeah! That's the sound of selling on Shopify, the commerce platform that supercharges your selling online and in person. Why battle inferior platforms' weak tools? You and limited integrations. Would have helped to know this. Join the millions of businesses growing on Shopify and ignite your selling. Less more. Start your free trial today at Shopify.com/slash profits23. Shopify.com/slash profits23.